Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, again, we come into your presence, oh God. We exalt you this morning, Jesus. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to be in your house this morning. Uh, We thank you, Lord God, that you have blessed us again this morning with your spirit, with your power, your presence. So, God, I'm thankful for health and strength this morning. Uh, I am thankful that you've wakened me, oh God, with you on my mind today. I am thankful, Lord God, that we have another opportunity to come together, to lift our voice and say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you are able, Lord Jesus, right now. You are able right now, God. I praise you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you again this morning. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, O God. Blessed be your glorious name, O God. Into your presence I come. I need thee every hour, O God. I thank God for the blood this morning. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your anointing, Jesus. Be exalted, O God, in the heavens, and let your glory be over all the earth. Uh, have mercy upon us according to thy loving kindness, uh, according to thy tender mercies, O God. Uh, blot out our transgressions, O God. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquities. Uh, remove those things from our lives that are not like you, Jesus. Uh, whatever it takes, God. Uh, Whatever you need to do, Jesus, uh, to bring hearts and minds in line with your word, uh, let it work, God. Let it work today upon us, oh God. We need you, Lord, right now, God. Uh, My heart is fixed, oh God. Uh, I will get up and praise you. Uh, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Uh, My feet will stand within thy gates, oh Jerusalem. Uh, I am thankful, Lord God, that you've given me strength this morning. Uh, I'm thankful that I have power to run, uh, walk, to talk, to hear, to see, to taste, to feel, to smell. Uh, I am thankful for your loving kindness over me today. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fall. Though a host shall encamp against me, and this my heart will not fear. Though war shall rise against me, And this I will be confident. Uh, One thing have I desired of the Lord, uh, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, uh, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the times of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, uh, and the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock, uh, and now shall my head be lifted about mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I open his tabernacle the sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear me when I cry with my voice. Have mercy and answer me. When thou sayest, seek ye my face, my heart said, thy face will I seek. Hide not thy face from me, nor put thy servant away in anger. For thou hast been my help. Lead me not, nor forsake 
me, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O God, and lead me in the plain paths because of mine enemies, because false witnesses has risen against me, and they that breathe out cruelty. I had fainted except I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. I'm thankful, God, again today. I am thankful, God. I pray for my family. I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray for my nieces and nephews that you would touch them, their lives, their hearts, their minds today. Minister to them, Lord. In every place, have your way, God. Let your perfect will be done. Let your perfect will be done. Let your perfect will be done. And we are thank you, God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, Centra's never busy, always on the line. You can hear from heaven almost any time. This a royal service, free for one and all. When you get in trouble, give this royal line a call. Oh, telephone the glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current moving on the line built by God the Father for His love and own. You may talk to Jesus through this royal telephone. There will be no charges. Telephone is free. It was built for service just for you and me. There will be no waiting on this royal line. Telephone the glory always answer just in time. Oh, telephone the glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current is moving on the line. Built by God the Father for His love and all. You may talk to Jesus through the royal telephone. Failing to get an answer, Satan's crossed the wire by some strong delusion or some base desire. Take away the obstruction. God is on the throne. And you will get your answer through the royal telephone. Oh, telephone the glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current is moving on the line. Built by God the Father for His love and own. You may talk to Jesus through the royal telephone. If your line is grounded 
and connection true has been lost with Jesus. Tell you what you should do. Prayer and faith and promise bends the broken wire till your soul is burning with that Pentecostal fire. Oh, telephone the glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current. It's moving on the line. Built by God the Father for His loving on. You may talk to Jesus through this royal telephone. Carnal combinations cannot get control of this line of glory. It's anchored in the soul. Storms and trial cannot disconnect the line which held this. <laughs> the constant keeping by the Father's hand divine. Oh, telephone the glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current. It's moving on the line. Built by God the Father for His loving home. Well, we can talk to Jesus through this royal telephone. Oh, telephone the glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current. It's moving on the line. It's built by God the Father for His loving own. We may talk to Jesus through this royal telephone. One more time. Oh, telephone the glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current is moving on the line. Built by God the Father for His love and own. We may talk to Jesus through this royal telephone. Hallelujah. Praise God. One songwriter says, call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Hallelujah. We can talk to Jesus. Any time on this royal telephone, the glory, all we've got to do is pray and take it to the Lord. Praise God. Heaven's never busy. Centra is always on the line. Hallelujah. We can talk to Jesus anytime. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is never busy. Amen. God is never too busy. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. Amen. Great. Amen. Day. Wonderful, beautiful day. Amen. Already. Amen. God has already unfolded another beautiful day. Praise God. The trees are glistening. Amen. A little snow filled. Amen. To help us out. Amen. I like, every time I see snow, you know, scriptures just floods my mind. God says, and he asked Job, you know, he said, Job, have you looked into the treasures of the snow, which I have prepared for the days of battle? You know, think about it. Amen. God has a way. Everything that he does is perfect. <laughs> Amen. We just got to get in line with him. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be okay. 
Amen. Well, we're glad you're joining today online, those of you that's online today and those of you here in the church this morning. We are so thankful that you got up and made a desire and an effort to come to the house of God. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I can't wait to go to church. I love going to church. Amen. And I know people say, we are the church. Yeah, we are. But there's something about being in the building that with brothers and sisters of like precious faith, amen, that you get to just see the face, amen. I can't see your face out there, amen. I want to see your face, amen, see the, the joy, the glimmer, and all the beauty that God has created, amen. Praise God. Well, we're starting a new series. Now, last year, if you remember, I uh, we talked about first uh, John. We went through John, the epistle of John. We went through Jude. Now, I want to drop back just a little bit to the first epistle of Peter. Amen. And I and I think this is 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 good for us. And if you don't have a lesson, there's some back there in the back on the table. Amen. But we're going to talk about the first epistle of. Peter here. Amen. Now, we know a little bit about the Apostle Peter. Amen. When you read back in the Gospels, you see his calling by God uh, and how God brought Peter into to line. Amen. And it is not the original Simon Peter who was impulsive and full of weaknesses who Christ called. Amen. He's, it was the Peter who Christ gave the keys to the kingdom. You remember in, in Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus asked the question, who the men say I the son of man am? Amen. And they said, well, some say you're Jeremiah, or John the Baptist, or one of the old prophets. But he says, who do you say that I am? And it was Peter that says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. And Jesus says, blessed art thou, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So Peter is given the keys uh, keys to the kingdom. So the same man chastened by years of suffering and trials and strength by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, whom this epistle belongs to, written in the later periods of his life. Amen. And we know when you read through the book of Acts and you begin to read, you 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 follow Peter's life and some of the other apostles as well. Uh, the date and place of this writing is uncertain, but some think it might be written from Rome, which they uh, attribute to Babylon, amen, as well. So, so that's where they think it was written to. And to whom is it addressed? To the elect scattered throughout Asia Minor, probably to the whole body of Christians in that region, both Jews and Gentile converts, to the churches largely founded by the Apostle Paul. Now, if you notice when you get to reading Peter, Peter talks about Paul a lot, amen, in his writings and, and the things that Paul has written uh, to the church, amen. Amen. Peter sends this message, spiritual message of encouragement, instruction, and ammunition, amen, to the body of believers. What is the purpose? Amen. Peter obeyed two specific commands in writing this epistle which Christ has given him. Number one, to encourage and strengthen the brethren. You remember what Jesus told Peter I mean, in Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Uh, and when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Amen. 
Amen. Notice he, his goal is to strengthen the brethren. And that should be our overall goal as born-again believers is to strengthen the brethren. Amen. We need to build each other up. We need to get each other strong. Amen. And this is why it's important to be at the house of God. Amen. It's so you can be strengthened through the word and the teachings of Almighty God because there's some things that are going to happen and you need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. We want to be built up. So Peter is in, was encouraged by Jesus to when he was converted, to strengthen the brethren. And the second reason he told him was to feed the flock of God. Amen. Feed my lambs. You remember Jesus told him, if you love me, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my sheep. So we have to, amen. Peter is following these two principles that Jesus gave him. Now, throughout Peter's uh, uh, epistle, you're going to find this word often, suffer. You're going to find the word suffer, you're going to find the word suffered, and you're going to find the word suffering. It occurs time and times again in this epistle. Why is this word? Why is Peter doing this? Amen. Well, we know that the early church suffered for the name of Jesus Christ. And he's trying to let us know that. Amen. This, there will be suffering that is coming. Amen. So we need to get that in our hearts and into our minds. Jesus tells us on the Sermon of the Mount in Matthew 5, 11 through 13, he says, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all matters of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. He says, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for so they, and it shall great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets which were before you. Amen. So they're letting you know some suffering is going to come into your life. Amen. So notice here the key text of the whole thing is First Peter chapter 4, verse 1. Peter says here in First Peter 4, 1, For as much then as Christ have suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind, for he that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin. Notice, he says, because Christ has suffered, you need to arm yourself with the same mind. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've got to get the mindset. You've got to realize some things are going to happen. There's going to be some suffering. There's going to be some things coming. But notice what Peter says, for as much as Christ, arm yourselves in the flesh, and yourself likewise the mind, for he that have suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. In order to get sin out of your life, you're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to bring your flesh under subjection to get sin completely out of your life. Amen. Because your flesh is always going to want to do wrong. Your flesh is always going to desire and yearn for something else. Amen. Your flesh is always going to desire to get even. 
Amen. So you've got to bring it under subjection. Paul says, I bring my flesh under subjection daily. So when you suffer in this flesh, that's why when you have to fast a lot of times, it is hard because the flesh wants food. The flesh wants to be fed because that's how you was brought up. Amen. So you have to make yourself suffer sometimes. Sometimes when everybody is wanting to go one way and you know that's not the way you should go, you're going to have to make your flesh suffer. As Nancy Reagan says, just say no. Amen. You're going to have to sometimes tell your flesh, no, I'm not watching that. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not buying that. No, I'm not going to be a part of that. You have to make your flesh suffer, amen, sometimes to get sin and keep yourself pure, to keep yourself holy, to keep yourself righteous, amen, in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. You've got to have the minds of Christ. Paul, writing to the church at Philippi in the second chapter, he says, if there be any consolation in Christ, if there be any comfort of love, if there be any fellowship of the Spirit, if there be any vows and mercies. He said, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, having one accord, having the same spirit. He said, let nothing be done through strife and vain glory, but with lowliness of mind, let everyone esteem others better than himself. Let not every man look on the things of his own things, but also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, and made of himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and being found in the likeness of man, and fashioned as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, and given him a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess, amen, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. We've got to learn how to suffer sometimes. So Peter is warning us of this. Peter goes on in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. 1 Peter 5, 10. Peter says, But the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Watch this. After that you have suffered. A while. <laughs> What's going to happen? After you've suffered a while, he'll make you perfect. Amen. Establish, strengthen, and settle you. Amen. So he's letting you know you're going to have to go through some things to get to perfection. Amen. And that's what God wants. He wants you to be complete in Him. God wants us to get to that point that where we fully trust in Him in all that we do. As Solomon says in Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to all your understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Amen. So we're going to have to suffer sometimes in this flesh. Amen. And once we get that concept and understand that we are preparing ourselves to become more like Christ, we can overcome. Amen. The central theme in all this is victory over suffering as exemplified in the life of Christ. Jesus died. He was buried, but he rose again. 
Amen. We are risen to walk in newness of life. Suffering is not designed to destroy you. Suffering is designed to protect you, to help you, to get out of the flesh. Amen. That's why Paul, right into the church at Rome in the 8th chapter, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, and they that of the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And the other time you can't please God is without faith. It's impossible to please Him. See, so the victory over suffering, that's what you want to be able to do. You can overcome. You're an overcomer by Jesus Christ. He gave you an example. He overcame. Amen. And we overcome by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. You can endure. That's why the writer of Hebrews 10 says, don't cast away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet in a little while. There's no temptation taking you, Paul says, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. He's not going to allow you to be tempted above that which you're able. He'll make a way of escape. See? So when suffering comes, what does Peter say? Rejoice. First Peter chapter 4 verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice in as much as you are partaker of Christ's Suffering, First Peter chapter four verse thirteen, that when the, His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. For if we be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he's glorified. But let none of you suffer. As a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's manner. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, notice, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf, or on this behalf. So we got to get in the problem, uh, not the problem, but get into the mindset. Amen. The same mind as Christ. Amen. Don't be too quick to try to get out of what you're going through. Let God have his perfect way. Let God complete what he's doing in your life. Long as you're not resuffering because you've been messing around in something you ain't got no business messing around in. But if you suffer as a Christian, Peter said rejoice. Amen. 
because you're becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. So this central theme here and this book, and we're going to talk about it, is victory over suffering, how Christ exemplified that in his life so that we could also be overcomers in what we go through as well. Now, Peter begins this epistle. Amen. I just laid a little foundation there a little bit. Now, let's look at this. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bethany. Amen. Notice, he's addressing it to the strangers. Amen. Now, why would he use the word stranger? Well, Christians in those times, that's what they saw themselves as, was strangers. They saw themselves as strangers and pilgrims in the land. We need to see the same thing. One of the problems here with us Christians in the 21st century is we want to put our roots here. You know, we want to stake right here. We don't want to move. I can remember my mother died. The message the preacher preached was his moving days. <laughs> Amen. You got to get ready to get out of here. Amen. So we, we don't want to put on stakes here. We're not moving. If you notice when you study the children of Israel, they wanted 40 years. They were sometimes they stopped and I'm sure they probably thought, man, we could just stay right here. You know, if you, if you notice what happened, when the half of the tribe of Manasseh, you know, and the tribe of Reuben and the tribe of Gad, when they came to the promised land, you know what they did? They want to stay on the other side. And years later, when Jesus come along, what tribe is the guy from that had all the demons? Tribe of Gad. Amen. God don't want you to stay. He wants you to come on up. As you read the book of Revelation, amen, John gets a vision. What does the angel say? Come on up, John. Amen. Get higher in this thing. Praise God. So Peter is writing to the, the people, the strangers or the church, uh, members that are scattered abroad. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, verse 8 through verse 16, by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. These all died, verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and was persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek for a country. And truly, excuse me, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return, have to, to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them, what, a city. 
And God has prepared for you and I a city. What did Jesus say in John 14? Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. So he's going to prepare a place for you. Amen. So don't put on stakes here because Jesus says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Amen. So we are to be strangers and pilgrims in this earth. What's that song we say? Oh, Lord, you know. I have no friend like you. If heaven is not my home, then, Lord, what shall I do? The angels are beckoning me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Amen. We're passing through. We're pilgrims and strangers. We're sojourners. Amen. We're just moving. Amen. We're getting to the promise. Amen. When you study slavery history, amen, you look at Harriet Tubman. What was she called? What was her name? Sojourner Truth. Amen. She was moving. She was not stand still. She was steady, moving, going to get people to the promise. And that's our responsibility, is to strengthen the brethren and sisters to get them to the promised land. Amen. Praise God. So Peter is writing this letter to the church. Verse 2, 1 Peter 1, 2. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, Unto obedience and sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Amen. Praise God. Notice here, as, as, as Peter writes, he says that you are elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification. Amen. We're sanctified. We're made holy. Amen. By the blood and the spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, therefore, once we become holy, once we become, amen, uh, sanctified in Christ, we're not just supposed to go back. Amen. You remember the, the priests in the Old Testament, what did they do? They took the blood of the animal that was brought for sin, they mixed it with water, and they took hyssop, and they dipped it in, and they sprinkled the people, amen, with the blood, and that was a type and shadow of being cleansed. Amen. Well, today, we get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because Jesus is the God of the old, the same as he's the God of the new. Praise God. The blood. That's why Peter says in Acts 2, amen, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Amen. When the blood is applied in the waters of baptism, it's for the remission or the removing of the sins. Amen. The hyssop was a sweet-smelling bush. Amen. And so it gave you a sweet smell. Amen. When it was applied. Praise God. And that's what it is. The name of Jesus is so sweet, amen, that when it's applied, you, you think why people have good attitudes after they get saved? <laughs> the nastiness is gone. <laughs> they wash away all the filth. Amen. So Peter says you are elect, amen, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification. Amen. Here, 
Now notice, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Grace of God, which bringeth salvation, Paul told Titus, has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodly and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously in this present world. Amen. We should live right. If we have been born again, we should live right. And so he's wanting the church here. Amen. May God's grace always continually to be multiplied. Amen. To your life. Peace. If I don't walk in grace, if I don't accept God's unmerited love, his favor. Amen. I'm not going to have peace in my life. In this world, you shall have tribulations. Amen. But in Jesus, I'm going to have peace. Amen. It's where I keep my focus. If I keep my mind stayed on Him, I will be in perfect peace. But if I focus and take my cues from the world, I'm going to have tribulations. And it's going to take me out. Amen. Because the world does not have the answers to the problems that people are going to face. The only one that has the answers is Jesus Christ. He is the creator of all life. Amen. He knows what things we have need of before we ever asked of him. So God's grace. Amen. When I look at grace, I think of goodness. Amen. Because God is good. I look at righteousness. I look at being accepted or acceptance. I look at compassion. And I look at edification. Because these are the things that comes from God through His grace. Amen. Under the Old Testament. Amen. We receive grace and grace and grace and grace. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Because His compassion fell not. They're new. Every morning. So we want God's divine influence to be in our lives. So the way you can see God's grace in you is what I just said. Goodness. Amen. Think about it. Righteousness. Knowing that God has accepted you. Your compassion. And how you edify others. The same grace. Dispense it to others. Amen. Let people see Christ in you, the hope of glory. You remember when Paul was suffering in Second Corinthians 10? Amen. I mean, excuse me, 12 and verse 7 through 12. You know, when Paul says, I sought the Lord to take this throne away. And what did God say? My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. His grace. So this is what Peter says. May God's grace and peace be multiplied. Your life should be flowing over with more and more. The more you stay connected to Christ, the more you worship Him, the more you praise Him. Amen. God's grace should be revealed more and more in your life. His peace, amen, should be in your life. This is what Peter is trying to get us to see, that even though you're suffering, even though you're going through things, it shouldn't move you. Amen. That God, Because God's grace is sufficient. It's peace. It will keep you in perfect peace. Amen. Whose mind is stayed upon Him. Praise God. We want to understand what God is trying to show us. He wants it to be multiplied. 
Amen. Grow. Notice what Peter says at the end of the, of the chapter in Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. What does he tell us to grow in? But grow in what? Grace. And what else? In the knowledge of our Lord. <laughs> Amen. Second Peter 3.18. Amen. Notice, but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Grow in Him. Grow in His grace. That's why I say goodness. Like goodness and mercy. I think that's what the scripture says in Psalms 23 at the end, verse 6, doesn't it? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever in righteousness, the white linen of the saints of God. If we're not righteous, we're not getting in. Amen. We've got to learn to do right. Amen. That's why it's called righteousness. We have realized the acceptance. Uh, amen. Notice what Paul says in Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, and which is your reasonable service. Uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. You want to be accepted. You want to show, amen, that you've been accepted by God. Amen. And goodness does does that righteousness does that compassion does that edification does that amen you show the the lord's death until he comes that's what grace is by grace are you say you who was without christ paul says in ephesians 2 have he quickened together with him by grace are you saved and not of works lest any man shall boast it is the gift of God. Praise God. So Peter says here, I want your grace to be multiplied and I want your peace to be multiplied. Add. Add. Remember what Peter says in Second uh, Peter 1, 5. He says, add to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. He says, for if these things be in you and abound, they make that you should be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and is forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give your all diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall. Amen. Amen. You will never fall. So you are elect according to the foreknowledge of God. For whom he did foreknow, to them he did also predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. Praise God. And if God be for us, Everybody else might as well be. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 3, First Peter.
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercies have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Mercies and peace be multiplied. Now notice, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercies, I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. This living hope, amen. Proverbs twelve thirteen says, hope deferred make the heart sick. But when it comes, it is a tree of life. Amen. You remember what Micah says in 6, 8, when it says, what does the Lord requires, right? What does it require? Do justly and love mercy. Do you love mercy? Amen. You better love it because it's following you of all the rest of the days of your life. Amen. Amen. If, if, if not, it's going to nag you to death. <laughs> Amen. You got to love mercy. Amen. You got to love compassion. Amen. You got to love God. You got to love his character. You got to love who he is. His abundant mercy have begotten us again to a, a lively hope. You who without hope has now been given hope. But we are saved, Peter Paul says in Romans 8:24. We are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. But if a man see that which you hope for, what are you hoping for? <laughs> Amen. Romans 15, 4. For the things which are written for was written for our what? Learning. That we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. We've got a new hope here. Amen. And Jesus Christ. This is what Paul Peter is trying to get us to see here. A lively hope. This hope is not dead. Jesus Christ is our hope. And we'll talk about this more next week. He's not dead. God is alive. Amen. It's a living hope. You can trust Him. You can believe in Him. You can hold on to Him. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Even in our suffering, and we're being told we're going to suffer a while, but He's perfecting us to bring us to the glory that He has prepared for us. And I'm excited. Amen. By this hope. Praise God. Father, we exalt you. We thank you for your word today, God. I pray that you will continue to guide us and lead us and direct us, oh God, according to your perfect will and your perfect way, God. Truly, you are God and you are God alone, and we thank you this day, God. And I thank you. Bless your people this day, God. And we'll see everybody at 1030. Amen. For our next section. Praise God.